Hey there, welcome to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Lisa Clark and my co-host Chrissy Dunham and I are so thrilled that you've joined us today. Terry Flanagan is on the podcast today and I think you are in for a real treat. She shares about her life, about where God has taken her, marriage, family, business, the whole nine yards. And it's it's quite intriguing. I took tons of notes on this and she is a young mom and uh, God has taught her a lot. So I think you're in for a real treat. One of the things that she said is to live out your calling, not hers. And I think uh, a lot of us struggle with this. And so I think you're going to be encouraged by our talk with Terry Flanagan. So thanks again for joining us. And here's this episode of the Wonder Podcast. Welcome to the Wonder Podcast. My name is Chrissy Dunham with my co-host, Lisa Clark. And ladies and gentlemen, we are in June and our church is having Vacation Bible School, but we call it (laughs) Adventure Week. So I usually open our show with like, Lisa, what's going on? What's happening? Well, I want you all to know that this is Lisa's second day a vacation Bible school with three-year-olds. So Lisa, how's it going? Well, it's really actually going very well. There's just so much chaos with, with three-year-olds. I've got about 25 three-year-olds and they're just, their attention span is pretty short. So you have all of these activities and our church does an incredible job of planning so much for you to do. And, but you know, a three-year-old hangs with you for a couple of minutes and then they're pretty much, well, I'll, I'll say the girls are a lot better. I've got five grandsons and they're all that age or younger, basically. So I'm very used to kind of a lot going on, but a room full, you know, with 25, we've got great helpers. Actually, my daughter Cameron is helping. So that's a ton of fun. And um, it's just exhausting, but I'm loving it. I'm, I'm actually really loving it because they're just absorbing everything you say. And so, and we're going old school with some of the stories and the songs and which I'm loving. So it's been a, it's been a fun week. It, it is exhausting. And I think by the end of the week, it's gonna, I'm going to be, you know, a little tired, but, but it's been really good. Very rewarding. And worth it. You're investing in the kingdom of those little children For and sure. the kingdom of Jesus. And I love everything about that. You're never too old um, to help your church serve. And uh, that's the main point I wanted to get across. There's always something to do always something to do. So today, Lisa, I am so excited to have our guest with us. She's an old friend, even though she's not old. I'm old, (laughs) but she was in student ministry when I was in student ministry, and she has gone on to do amazing things for the kingdom. So I would like for y'all to welcome Terry Flanagan. Her maiden name was Major. So those of you that know her from the old days, uh, but many of you have never heard her story or know anything about her. And I love what the Lord has done Mm -hmm. in Terry's life. And it's so encouraging and uplifting and it hasn't been easy, um, but she, in my opinion, is in a very sweet spot right now with her ministry and with the Lord and all the things that's going on. And I want her to share her story. So Terry. Welcome to the Wonder Podcast. It's so fun to be with the two of you. And you know what is crazy is I live in North Carolina, but I'm actually in Texas right now for two weeks. And my kids are at Sky Ranch Camp and my son is at Adventure Week, my little five-year-old, which is so fun. 
How fun is that? Well, you know, know. See, Terry and I go back further than that. I actually babysat her for a long weekend when her parents were gone one time. So her parents were our Bible fellowship teachers, our Sunday school teachers, whatever you want to say when we first got married. Uh And so I babysat for Terry. So we go back way, way, way back. Way back. So I'm excited to have you on today, Terry, to share what God's doing in your life. And um, so tell us um, some things, kind of fill us in on what's going on. Yeah, I'll just kind of give you the highlights kind of of what life looks like now. And then, you know, maybe I'll share a little bit of my story. But what life looks like today is I have three kids and a husband. My kids are almost 12, um, a boy, not nine, a little girl, Grady. And then I have a five-year-old who is the almost five-year-old who humbles me and shows me how selfish I am and has literally put me flat on my face before the Lord, this little, little son of mine, especially lately. And they keep me very busy. They are my most important assignment. But besides kind of playing mom as much as I can and wife to my husband, Chuck, who is from Tennessee and works in sports, um, I spend a lot of my days really full. I hate the word busy. I can't stand when people are like, you're so busy. Busy to me means I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Yeah. But it, my life is full and I wouldn't change it. I um, have my bo- my own business as a consulting, consultant and strategist. I mostly work with women um, and we can talk more about that in a little bit. I also have been um, running co- the co-founder of a ministry in Charlotte, North Carolina that is a worship gathering for our city for about four years. And I get the opportunity to teach a little bit and lead at an incredible place and space in Colorado called Camp Well. So those are the kind of the things that keep me pretty full. And what's crazy, I was just thinking about this before we talked today. I had a friend recently who um, was going through a hard time and I kind of dropped everything that day, made dinner and ran it out to her lake house. And she said, she's one of my dear friends. She said later to me, how is it that you had time to do that with everything else you have going on? Could you, can you teach me how like you time for that? And I had this conversation with another friend about that. It actually was my friend, Jen Barrett, who runs Camp Well. And it's so interesting. That's the family value for ours is even in the midst of a lot of hustle and a lot of fullness that we have, value margin so much. And so as much as we do and as much as we love this world and try to do a lot of kingdom things and then put our heads down and use our gifts and our passions, I love having margin to just dive into people's lives. And I mean, it's full, right? That's a lot of fullness. I love that. I love how the margins, I love the word margins because Mm -hmm. we all need to place those in our lives. When I was in seminary, a professor told us one time, the most important thing you can do is to manage your time well. And you manage your time Mm -hmm. well by providing margins for yourself. And you're the only person Mm -hmm. that can give yourself margins, you alone. So you ask the Holy Spirit to provide margins every day and he will. And it's true. It's true. You, you ask the Holy Spirit to guide your time. I've looked at my calendar many days in the past and thought, how in the world am I going to get all this done? And I go back to what that professor said and like, Lord, you have to help me with this. And lo and behold, everything gets done. It gets, it's get, gets done well. 
and I'm not stressed out. And it's all the Lord's time, which I love everything you said. So that's where you are now. But there was a time not that long ago that you were in Texas and Lisa and I were actually speaking at Mm -hmm. Sky Ranch and it was a gathering of young moms and it was a one time that we did it and it was an amazing weekend together and you were very broken at that time. And I remember thinking, Lord, help my friend, help her figure out what you have for her. So let's Mm -hmm. kind of pick up your story at that point and move us through. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. And it is special to talk about it with the two of you, because anytime I have the chance to share my story, which I love um, to to showcase what the Lord has done in his faithfulness in the midst of my sin and brokenness. But it's neat to talk to y'all about it because I always bring up what happened um, there that weekend that happened to be at Sky Ranch where my, my big kids are right now. But to kind of give you like two minutes of backstory, I moved, I grew up at Texas. I was the good old Baptist will say I was born and raised in the church. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I remember playing hide and go seek at every bathroom at Prestonwood Baptist Church. And I had the most incredible foundation built. Unbelievable. I do not know a time in my life apart from Jesus. And I'm so grateful for that. I, I went to Washita Baptist University, had an incredible four-year experience there. And then I got married right out of school. I actually graduated early to go get married. I moved across the country. My husband and I had never even lived in the same city except for two weeks. He was working for the Frisco Rough Riders. We met and then he moved to Atlanta. And I started in, I graduated college, got married and started like my career and being a wife all in a matter of three months. And it was, I look back now and I'm like, that is a lot. That is a lot for a woman to carry. And we were in Atlanta for a few years and my husband, we had one child, we moved to Columbus, Georgia, and I had the life I had prayed for. I mean, when you talk about that 18 year old girl, that 21 year old girl, the girl that gets married and, and she thinks, man, this, this is it. I was living that four years into my marriage. And what I hadn't realized was my perfect little life that I had prayed for, I had dreamed of became my idol. And as we, as we know, idols that we have on pedestals, one thing, one thing can come and it can shake it down and it, it turns over and it crashes. I mean, I had friendships. I had always wanted a healthy marriage. I had two kids while we were living there. I had a really hard miscarriage at 14 weeks, which the Lord was just gave me the peace that passes all understanding through that. I was in a Bible study. I was leading worship. I mean, things are really, really good. I had put that perfect life up on a column on a, on a pedestal and it, crashed when my husband lost his dream job there out of nothing that he'd done. I often used to refer to that as kind of like our Joseph story, which when we came to Texas after this, you know, I got to study the Bible study Restless by Jenny Allen and, and it radically changed my life. But after we, we left Columbus, we lived in Chattanooga, Tennessee for six months and, you know, in, in jobs, last in, first out, they realized they could not afford this marketing position, the sports marketing position. They put my husband in it. And so we left after six months. And we did not know where to go or what to do. Um, We felt like just a time of darkness and we didn't want to just run to the next thing again, you know, and, um, and the Lord was very kind and, and revealed himself to me a lot in that darkness. And I had friends around me who filled in the gap those six months in Chattanooga when I remember 
sitting in closets where I would purposefully go into the darkest closet in the house. I mean, women, we're so strange. I don't know if you've ever done this, but I'm like, I just want to be sad. And so I'll find the darkest closet and I'll go in there and cry. And I remember thinking, and it started in that time and and it didn't end for a year. um, This is not what I signed up for. This is not the life that you promised me. This is not the marriage. I don't want to be in this marriage. Like I didn't sign up to have a husband that would lose two jobs in six months. And I just remember for so long thinking I, I did not sign up for this. Such entitlement, you know, this idea that I thought that that I didn't deserve this or that it, that God had left me or I was missing out on something bigger. And so during that season, we packed up our whole house and we moved to Texas with our two kids at the time. And moved into the upstairs bedroom of my parents. That was interesting with two kids. And here we were, I was depressed. Our, my marriage was in shambles. I remember, I mean, the real, I talk about the real, real all the time. I mean, the real, real was I thought um, I was stuck in my marriage. Like I, I just had to stay. And, and the reality was the circumstances was hard, but I was married to such an incredible man who was also broken at the time. Um, but I didn't see it you know, is that in that season. And so I went away, we we got here around November and I went away and to this retreat and I'll never forget it. I was so broken. Chrissy, you probably didn't even, I know that you did what you did because you did not recognize who I was. You knew who God had called me to me and you knew that I had. And I remember having lunch, it was a lunch and you sat next to me and I remember you holding my face and you said, get out of the boat. I want, do you remember that? That's the words you said to me. I got And you said, <laughs> yeah, this is what, but I know you're like, that's just another thing of me pouring into another woman, but it changed my life. Cause I felt like in that moment, Jesus came into you. And then through me, you said, get out of that boat. And you kept, you kept reciting um, stories in the Bible of God's faithfulness. Like, have you forgotten this? This is the God that we follow and we serve and that we love. And, and this is not who you are. And, and I went home and I, my heart shifted for my husband. My heart shifted for my life. That doesn't mean it was easy. Um, but after that, we ended up moving. My husband had had five job opportunities in Charlotte, North Carolina, where we had never been. We didn't know anyone there. And I got home and, and I had been putting those down for my husband and said, I will absolutely not go. And I went home and I had open hands. Um, I had been clenching them so tightly. It's almost, you know, as though I had fingernail prints in my hands. They were clenched. And I opened my hands and basically said, here I am, God, what will you have for me? Which is interesting because a few years later, I got really obsessed with the uh, phrase, here I am in the Bible. Um, There's several um, faithful men who asked that question. Sometimes God asked it of them, where are you? He did that to Adam. And then um, Jacob and Isaac and Abraham all did the same thing. Moses did it. And they said, here I am. And I got obsessed with it just to go off a little bit. Uh, the, the Hebrew for that is hinein. And when I studied it, that definition says a response to being called. It's a declaration that I am present, totally present to one calling. And I feel like that's what happened. My eyes and hands were released. And I was like, here I am, God. Like, I have one calling. And that is to love people and love you and go out into the world and and share with people who that is, either by my words or how I live my life. And we went to Charlotte and we never looked back. 
That's incredible. And I've never heard you verbalize all of this. You know, I was kind of there in the midst of all of that too, but yeah. and I knew yeah. that there was times of suffering and not knowing what steps to take next. But isn't it interesting that we talked about margin at the very beginning and how mm-hmm. we think that, you know, the margin is something we do, but I call it going off script. And, mm, you know, the yeah. Holy Spirit takes us off. We want to leave room in our schedule that we make for ourselves. We mm-hmm. want to make room in that schedule to go off script or to go, you know, do what God calls you to do that might not be on your list that day and yeah. la- allow the, the Holy Spirit room, room to move in your life. But it's almost as if God called out the margin for you. And he said, okay, you're going away and, and you're not in charge. And I'm going to reveal myself to you like you've never seen before to get you to the place I want you to be, which is total surrender. And I think he does that in all of our lives in some form or fashion of just saying, you know, we think we're in charge and women particularly are good at this, aren't we? Because we, we seem to think that, you know, our plans and our uh, agenda is more important than God, than God's, because we're taking care of people and we're trying to honor a husband and we're nourishing and, and all the things, but we still want to be on God's timeline. We still want to be open-handed at what he has for us. And I think, you know, for you being able to look back at that season and see you doing that, you came to that place where you said, okay, God, here I am. And you used a faithful woman to help you get there. Mm -hmm. It's so important for us to acknowledge the fact that that's where we want to be because we can spin our wheels. And and I love the, the not being busy thing and having a full life. I mean, that is just so much more important to be on task for what God has called us to do. And you said it, that's right. Love, love him and love others. Yeah. So that is the end goal. And I think for women, we focus so hard on our goals and the things that we have on our list and the things that we think are going to be that perfect life that you ended up putting up on a pedestal. So I appreciate you, you know, sharing it with us. And I think, you know, if if we were to look in the dictionary on the word joyful, it would have your picture on it. You are a joyful person and that's in your DNA, but it's also the Holy Spirit. Okay. And those two things came together, but I've noticed seasons where I feel like I want to talk about social media for a minute because I know that's your world. Yeah. That is your, yeah, that's, that's right. You've ended up in career and everything else. Have you yeah. been intentional to, um, with your social media to not make it look like a picture perfect reel? You know, it's funny. As I said, the real, real, I have a, a friend that we all have mutually, my friend Amber, and she has always told me she loves. She loves how I'll literally on my social media even say like, this is a real, real. And I, you know, it's funny you bring this up. I just was having this conversation this week with family about how I love social media. I think that also Satan gets to people in different ways through different things. I have been intentional about my social media consumption and what I put out there, but it for me has been a happy place. I don't get sucked into comparison or feeling left out or and a lot of people do I get caught up like everywhere else I get caught up in so much pride I get caught up in feeling too much and not enough I but never been there um, in social media but I've also had a lot of boundaries and protection over that 
which has really helped. But I think social media can be a great place, but you also have to recognize, is that a, is that a hard place for me? And if so, you have to take yourself out of it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because if, if Jenny Allen um, said, you know, I, I love her and she was talking about the great commission one time. And she said, it's like my favorite quote, because you have been with Jesus, go be with people so that they can be with Jesus. Well, mm-hmm. if that's one of the calls on our life is because I have experienced him, I need to go be with people so they can experience him. If that means church, if that means Bible study, if that means discipleship, if that means young life, if that means my children and looking in their faces and telling them who Jesus is, I can't, or if it's in my job, my career that has nothing to do with kingdom mind, that's where he has you and he was placed you. And we have to go be with Jesus. You can't live that out in the social media world if you're not living it out in the real world. So good. You know? Yeah, it's true. So rich. So rich. Mm -hmm. This is why I love her. She's got tons of things like that. Lots of golden (laughs) nuggets that we all need to learn from. Tell Um, us kind of what all is going on today. Where has God led you? What all are you doing? I know our time may be starting to close out and I want people to hear what you're doing now. Yeah. Well, so much of it has to do with my story. I mean, if I, if I've gleaned anything from where I am now, it's, it's three things. It's one, it's never too late to make new friends or start community, whether that is you've been through um, hard with friends where you live now, I have checked that box, whether it's you've moved eight times in 12 years, I have checked that box. It's never too late. If you're sitting on the couch and you're sad that nobody's your friend, I would look at you and say, get up and go find friends. There are ways to make friends and be a friend and pursue people, even if they're not pursuing you. And that has been a big deal of why I've always made community where I've been and why I have started the ministry that God has asked me to steward. The second thing I would say is be all in when you feel like giving up. If we get stuck in a hard place like I did, you still have to try. You can't just quit live. You can't, and you need to surround yourself with people like a Chrissy, like a Lisa, like my friends, Becky, Amber, Lindsay, that have literally filled in the gaps and said, get back. You have to be all in without, you know, giving up all the time. And then the third thing would be live out your calling, not hers. And I think we get, this is where we as moms get really, really stuck is that, you know, we get consumed and social media will do this. We get consumed with what she's doing. And we look to the left and we look to the right and we decide we can't do X, Y, or Z because she's already doing that. If that's loving our kids well, if that's ministry, if that's small business, if that's leading, like whatever it is, we're too busy looking at her live it out instead of realizing God's called me to live something out. And I think that that's where when we moved to Charlotte, I love worship. I have led worship everywhere we've moved in some really cool churches and spaces and I realized I want to start community. I want to build community. There's women who are so hungry to be shoulder to shoulder in worship more than what they get on a Sunday, but have something to look forward to, you know, every few months. And so I um, had this dream about starting a citywide worship gathering. And I went, I knew that I didn't want to do it alone. I I think that we need people to, to link arms with and run. And my Bible study teacher, who's a slight um, season ahead of me in Charlotte, I went to her and I just like laid it out. I was like, God has given me this vision, this dream. Uh, you know, here's, here's what it looks like is, is bringing people together from all of our pockets and places to reach this city with the hope, goodness, love, and the grace of Jesus. To break down, you know, the walls of what people think church should look like <laughs> and to just like gather and worship 
together. And um, we started that in 2000, our first gathering was in 2018, January of 2018. So we're in our fourth year, but you know, last year was crazy. And we've had over 10,000 women come from over 400 churches across 25 surrounding cities in Charlotte. And that is, could only be God because, you know, we don't have a marketing plan. We don't really have an email thing. We basically put it out on social media and it it ran like wildfire because there was such a need in our city. I think it's everywhere. But what's been really special is people kind of, you know, we talked about when we first started it, that we we get in our churches and we think I could not worship in a pew because I like a dark environment with fog and light. The other girl is saying, I, I have to have a pew with my hymns and my very, you know, the way I have it, you know, some people don't like Bethel. Some people don't like elevation. Some people don't like, you know, contemporary Christian music, whatever it is, but we wanted to create this place where we kind of strip all of that away. And we say, Hey, listen, if the girl two rows behind you and five seats over is worshiping Jesus, that should be worship to you. And to pull people out of their, you know, boxes of church, trying to always, it's so important for us to stay theologically sound in our worship. I think that can, that can be tricky these days as people not listening to always sound Christian music and then always teaching theologically correct stuff. You know, we never want to be a place where it's like, go girls, you got this. We want to, we want to be a place that's like, no, G, Jesus has this. He already did this. He is for you. And with him inside of us, we can go and live out our gifts and callings, which, you know, led me to, I've been doing for 10 years of this ministry takes up so much of my time and I love it. And I hope I get to do it for a long time. But, you know, I, I realize there's so many women who are overwhelmed or, um, you know, and starting Ember made me realize this too, but that want to quit what they are called to or don't know how to run to towards what they are wanting to do. And um, I've been doing it under the radar for about 10 years, um, consulting and strategy, but kind of made it official um, with a website and all the things uh, earlier this year on my birthday. And it is a privilege to come alongside dreamers and go-getters and naptime hustlers and, uh, you know, starter uppers. And I've had the amazing privilege to work with a lot of really incredible authors the past year. And uh, I love it so much. Wow. Congratulations, <laughs> Terry. I mean, it's quite a, you're uh, quite a full life you're living and go right? ahead, tell them, tell everyone your, your website real quick, where they can get in touch with you. Yeah. It's just Terry Flanagan.com. T-E-R-R-I-F-L-A-N-N-A-G-A-N. I'm much.com. I like to major better. It's a little simpler, a little easier to spell. <laughs> the vowels made sense, but that it has been a gift to do that. And, and the Lord has been very um, kind to let me just be super, I think, transparent about the heart in my life. I just told somebody two days ago, I was like, my son, who I love deeply, feels like just another thing in my life right now. He's really, that's the real, like, you know, we're always like, oh, I love him. He's hard. And I'm like, actually, I don't enjoy my five-year-old right now. I don't want to be around him. I don't always want to hug him. I kind of pat him on his side. And our mutual friend, Linda, was telling me recently, she's going to pray for that because I need, I need to really shift my perspective in that. But, you know, that's the real, real. Mom life's hard. Work life's hard. Ministry is so hard. But it's all humbling because what does it do? It calls out our sin and our brokenness that, that then we know we have to point back ourselves to Jesus. That's right. Well, Terry, 
You are a blessing in our lives and the Wonder Podcast is cheering you on. We love everything we see. I am thankful that you got out of the boat and that the Lord is using you in such amazing ways. Thank you for being on the Wonder Podcast and may God continue to bless you. Thanks, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate it. If you like what you heard and were encouraged, please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because your recommendation for our podcast brings us great joy and it helps others find out about us. And if you are able to help support our podcast ministry, we would absolutely love that. You can go to chrissydunham.org and click the link to the party table. No donation is too small. We are so thankful for you. God bless.